Well, greetings, Imagination Connoisseurs. Once again, it is I, your Duke of Dope Discourse, your Master of Fun and Wonder, your Viceroy of Verisimilitude, or as John Campia calls me, your existential Mr. Rogers. That's right, Robert Meyer Burnett, and this is issue number 18 of the Weekly Hero. But let's face it, you didn't come to see me. I mean, I'm, I know, you don't have to tell me, but you didn't come to see me. You came to see the Enchantress of Effervescence. Oh, shucks. The woman of a thousand voices. Someone who's cuter than half the population of Texas. What? Chris Carr. Oh, man, than half of them. Sweet. We'll try to get up there higher. I didn't realize earlier that you had That's this really awesome happens. hitchhiker sweatshirt on. Oh, yes. I've seen you all day, and I didn't clock this. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of... Obs- it, 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 from a distance, it looks... You don't know what it is. Yeah. And, I uh, had some, says, like, uh, moon apparel on. This will all end in tears. <laughs> That's what Marvin says. I love Marvin. Marvin the Paranoid Android. Yeah. I think you ought to know I'm feeling very depressed. He's perfect. Look at me, brain the size of a planet, and they tell me to open a door <laughs> or something like that. It's good stuff. I'm hanging out at Millieways, the restaurant at the end of the universe. Do you know who turned 92 years old yesterday? James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones, yeah. 92 Jones. years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, born in Missouri in 1930 or Mississippi in 1931. Mm-hmm. 92. I, I knew that because Mark Hamill wished him a happy birthday on Instagram. I saw it on Twitter. That Mark Hamill? Yeah. He's a good guy. What a sweetie. Just shouting out, Dad. Yeah, it's so great that someone just didn't leave him for dead on an island. Oh, wait. Mm, yeah, they did. It's too bad. Mm. Bummer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know what's not a bummer? <laughs> this issue of the Weekly Hero. Number 18. Number 18. I can't believe we're still doing this show, but we are. You know why? Mm. Because of you. Yeah. You imagination connoisseurs, you members of, well, the Weekly Hero crew. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for being a member of the Weekly Hero, what where we talk about do? things heroic. Yeah. All kinds of good things. What are we going to talk about today, Chris? So many. First thing we're going to talk about, we touched on this on the main show today. We did. But I think all of the internet is rejoicing still about this one, that J.K. Simmons is open to coming back as J. Johanna Jameson. You know, John made a good point Mm -hmm. about casting, indelible casting. And he said, like in comic book movies, there are people that are perfectly cast. Yeah. J.K. Simmons, as you can see in this photo, is perfectly cast as J. Jonah Jameson. He's so good. Oh, he's perfect for this. Plus his laugh and you serious has mm-hmm. been memed a million times. I've seen it a million zillion times and I still love it. It never gets old. He's great. I mean, he looks right off the pages. He looks exactly like J. Johanna Jameson and the voice. This is where too, because you know, J.K. Simmons is such a well-trained actor and everything. I think a lot of people don't understand how much voiceover work he's done though. He he's the yellow M&M y'all. That's how he was paying his bills. Oh yeah, no, he's and he's is he still the yellow M&M? I believe he still is. I'm wow. not sure. Look at him. But Look at that he has such vocal control. So all of that grittiness he brings to to Jameson. Uh, bring me pictures of Spider-Man. Oh, it's, it's so good. It's great. And and the hair and and, and everything. I mean, yeah. he just and plus he's great in everything. He's now an Academy Award Academy Award winning. Yeah. JK Simmons. He won an Oscar. Bum 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 bum. Not my tempo. <laughs> uh, he was so good. He's wonderful. I loved him in Whiplash. Yeah. So you're excited. You like I'm this. thrilled about it. And I want him in any iteration of Spider-Man, right? Should they move forward some kind of Sam Raimi Spider-Man 4? That'd be great. You know, I'm I'm more personally invested in Tom Holland or Andrew Garfield. I really love them as my Spider-Man. Um, Tobey Maguire was a great, great Peter Parker. I like the other two more as Spider-Man personally. That's just my taste. That's not a knock on his performance. Um, Andrew Garfield's honestly my favorite. I love a sassy Spider-Man. He was a sassy Spider-Man. And he would look, they were both, both him and Tobey Maguire, it was so great to see them come back in No Way Home. And they they still have a lot of gas in that tank. Both of them. Sure do. 
I mean, I'm surprised that Sony hasn't quickly greenlit their own iteration with the two of them or something. Yeah. Like a team up. Like how how I love team up movies. You know, like 48 Hours, Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. Why not mm. team up to Spider-Man? I would love that. And call it Marvel Team Up. I think that'd be fun. And then we get to see, you know, we heard about how Toby Spider-Man had, you know, some hard times with MJ, but they've worked through it. I want to see Andrew Garfield Spider-Man find love and find his MJ. Yeah, I'd love and get to out of that dark stuff. cloud he's living yeah. in. I mean, I'd like to see that. But J. All Jonah Jameson, cake. you know, I'm just really curious to see where they, what are they going to do with Tom Holland in the MCU? No one remembers Peter Parker. He's living yeah. on his own. Like when they, when they find him again, I mean, is Spider-Man still active where he where he's living now? Is he going to pick up photography in a very professional way? I don't know. Maybe he's going to be a videographer. Oh, and then he goes to the weird InfoWars site? Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's my only issue right now with this kind of uh, Jameson in the kind of MCU version we've seen so far is I don't want Peter to work for that one. He seems nutso-butso. Yeah, it's true. I mean, the only Jameson I want to see in that universe is in the glass. Exactly. So not that crazy yeah. iteration of, of J. John Jameson. But mm. J.K. Simmons, come on back. Please do. We're big fans. We love you. So, well, with that down, mm -hmm. <laughs> what is our next contestant? <laughs> our the... next topic is we are going to be talking about the last airbender show I, coming Now, this Netflix. was kind of cool. The Cabbage Merchant. Yes. The Cabbage Merchant. So... A favorite character, a fan favorite character, the Cabbage Merchant, they've asked the actor who does the voiceover for the Cabbage Merchant to come be in the live action show and play the Cabbage Merchant. Exactly. Now, how do you, as a voiceover actress yourself, who is training other voice actors to be voice actors, how do you feel that they've actually gone back and you get, you're gonna, we're going to see this voice actor who's now going to make the transition? I to live it. action i love it so much is because this your dream this is honestly i would love this like if i got to because i'm in the blade and soul games if i got to you know voice yura and then be yura that would be really really dope to me i think this is so wonderful because the whole my cabbages bit is so memed it carries through to the Korra series and everything as well where there is a cabbage empire you know i love this guy so much and, and by the way the great face Oh my play gosh, the cabbage yeah, merchant. yeah. I mean, this guy, look at that. I think he's wonderful. And so I think this is a really smart move of the series, too, to incorporate the voice actors as well, especially the ones that we really, really love who can play these characters authentically. You know, Mae Whitman, obviously, we're not going to have her being some version of Katara. That would not make sense. She's, you know, in her... 30s, I believe. She's not going to be playing this part. It's kind of akin to what Last of Us is doing, you right. know, where we have the voice actors of Joel and of Ellie showing up in the series in other roles. And I think that's a really lovely thing to pay tribute to your fans, but also pay tribute to the people who helped make your original show or video game or whatever it is really special. No, I agree. And the, the thing is, voice actors are actors. Exactly. So it's not like you have to worry about them delivering a flat performance because they've already been doing that performance. Well, truly. And the I always talk about this with my students, too. It's it's often a very hard form of acting because, you know, 55% of, 55 of the way we communicate, according to Harvard studies at least, is through our body language. Only 7% is actually what we're saying. Everything else is body language and tone. And so for, you know, a lot of actors, it's really hard to convey things through just a microphone. So it's a whole different type of acting. And we talk about this too, in terms of the quality of work in general, mediums don't determine something's worth. And no. a medium that an actor works in too, doesn't determine their worth either. It's just different muscles. It's true. I mean, I think this is a cool, it's kind of, I mean, it's just a fun thing to do. Yeah. 
I like it. And such a fun character. I uh, love him, and I can't wait for him to yell, my cabbages. Uh, and so he will. Excited. He will. It's he gonna is going to yell, my cabbages. <laughs> uh, you know who else is going to yell, my cabbages? Who? Not Blade. No, I don't feel like that's a line of his. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because Blade's in the future. He is. Blade is now in the year 2099, mm -hmm. along with Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, he's kicking it with Miguel. Wow. I mean, and also there's all kinds of, there's X-Men 2099. There's all kinds of 2099 happening. But Blade is going into the future. Oh, yeah. It sounds really, really cool, too. It it's does. in the Spider-Man 2099 Dark Genesis series. And there's this really interesting storyline happening with Carnage throughout it. We're also getting some other characters who are going to be popping up, too. Um, so I think we're getting a futuristic kind of daredevil in there as yeah. well. Because um, apparently all the Marvel Universe yeah. characters, just it's there's, just a move to a century going. ahead. Yeah, it's going to be really, really fun. Um, I, I, I've got this on here from CBR. Um, oh, let me, I lost my spot. So basically in this, uh, series, the, uh, oh golly, where'd it go? Sorry. My internet's being so weird. Um, we've got, yes, Punisher, Daredevil, Blade, all these characters coming to deal with Carnage in New Haven, New York, which I think is going to be a really, really fun version of this. Oh, I could have just looked up at the screen and seen these characters. <laughs> this is live folks. But that's I'm okay. <laughs> But that's it's cool. I mean, I, I like the fact I like these iterations mm -hmm. of the. I like Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I have a hot toy of Spider Man twenty ninety. I know. So uh, you know, it's it's who don't I have a hot toy of? Well, I'll tell you. There's a lot, but I'm not going to listen to here today. <laughs> now, um, what I think is cool about this, and and please let me know if you think I'm just like really reaching here, is we've had people in the past talk about, well, you know, with the Blade film, there's not a lot of great Blade stories to pull from. Right. And you and I have debunked that before. Of no, there's decades worth of cool stories you there just are. have to pull some real specific ones maybe it's when he's actually dealing with literal dracula maybe it's some other versions where he's more focused with dr stranger things but do you think any of this futuristic storytelling could find its way into the mcu well we're gonna see it in across the spider-verse sure. i mean 2022 Sony, so, yeah. but, but for the mcu i you know i don't know i i really don't have a handle on where the mcu is going I mean, we know that we're getting Kang Dynasty and we know that we're getting, but to me, it all seems like what, what I thought was very interesting was one of the things about phase one, two, and three is we saw the emergence of superheroes. They weren't already there. We saw mm -hmm. Tony Stark become Iron Man, you know, and I thought that was a really interesting way to go. Like the world didn't have superheroes. They didn't know that Captain Marvel had visited Earth before. Yeah. But now I feel like, like obviously, the world doesn't know about Shang-Chi. Doesn't know he's a superhero with the Ten Rings no. yet, even though we saw that film. I'm curious where they're all going to go. I mean, they could bring in futuristic characters. Mm -hmm. Like, we always talk about, will Bishop be an X-Man? Like, mm -hmm. And the whole that whole contingent Trevor Fitzroy is an antagonist and all that. I liked all those characters. I'd love to see. And then there's different realms. I mean, the Mojo-verse and all that. But I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um. But maybe I just think Spider-Man 2099 would look badass in live action. That's really all I want. Yeah. I, I just want to see. It's the same thing, though, as Batman Beyond, right? I love these kinds of characters in a very Blade Runner world. Yes. And I think it's really, really cool. And I'm hoping we get some live action issues of this kind of, too. I think. Well, the, really and that cool. Batman Beyond miniseries, the limited series, is the, there's the movie. Yeah. Please so make good. that movie, Please Warner Brothers. It. You know, uh, now this comes to the time where where um, we should talk about our sponsor who makes sure that the Weekly Hero continues to happen. Yeah. Should we do that? Yeah. Why don't we? Let's talk to the people at Rocket Money. 
Rocket Guys, money. we want to take a second to thank a sponsor of today's video, Rocket Money. Do you know how much your subscriptions cost? Most Americans think they spend around $80 a month on subscriptions, when the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. When I started using Rocket Money, I couldn't believe how many things I was still paying for. Anna and I haven't lived in Burbank for almost two years, and I didn't realize I was still paying for a gym membership in Burbank for two years. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill, is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. Over 80% of people have subscriptions that they've forgotten about like that streaming service you bought to watch just one show on, or that free trial that you never even used, or like me, a gym membership in Burbank. Simply find the subscriptions you don't want and press cancel, and Rocket Money will cancel it for you. So stop throwing your money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com campia. That's rocketmoney.com campia. And thanks to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of The Weekly Hero. You know, Chris, we have issues. But before we get to issues, we've got posters. Yeah, we do. Posters are cool. I, issues you know, of movies. Issues of movies. We got we got all <laughs> kinds of things. Yes, that's true. Uh, the Ant-Man Quantum Mania main one sheet was pretty dope with the three helmets. Yes. You know, Kathy, really um, Hope, and um, Scott. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. Really liked all that. That was really a neat poster. But now as studios are wont to do, they have dropped character posters of the mm -hmm. principal cast, including Jonathan Majors as Kang yeah. and everybody else. These are, and even Bill Murray. Yes. Bill Murray gets a character poster, which leads me to believe he is more important in this movie than just a cameo. Well, he's supposedly playing Lord Krylar, which that in itself confuses me. Lord Krylar? Krylar, that's a character, but who hasn't had a ton of, you know, issue time no and usually deals with hulk if i'm not mistaken yes so i'm very very confused by this well of how they, he fits into everything you know we heard the last this was last weekend when one of the producers called this a war movie yeah and obviously there are different factions wars assume that there are different factions even that's a cool poster um who's at war with whom i guess they're all at war with kang or does kang keep everybody at war with each other so they don't team up to fight him like i don't know mm -hmm. and if if i guess lord krylar okay um there's a lot wow there's a lot of they they're going all in on the marketing of this i didn't realize yeah. there's this many posters mm -hmm. wow very cool um it's nice to see marvel sticking to the 3d of it all I, i'm very much appreciative of that i really loved the the ant-man movies in 3d the, I, whenever uh they're in the quantum realm i yeah. think it looks really dope so i'm excited about seeing this one in 3d yeah i Probably mean look do at 40x frankly yeah i, I love yes yes i collect <laughs> i still collect all the marvel the unfortunately the physical media of the marvel movies in 3d but the only place you can get them now is japan yeah which is a bummer because 3d their their 3d is usually pretty good on on these films but i love these character posters i mean it really shows oh michelle pfeiffer <laughs> oh god stunning there you know, there's a very doctor who quality to these yes absolutely there I like is. them a lot uh, yes they, they i'm expecting to see them and if you rifle through them taylor kind of click through these quickly because i'm looking at the down in the middle middle right between the the they've got the the characters see that yeah in the same place that's really cool that you mm -hmm. can just, I mean, maybe that's a, a thing. So when they have them online and they 
they have some kind of a when they cycle through them the fact that those There's some consistency of ant-man and wasp right there that's really cool well, i think that's ant-man and wasp I, yeah i can't see i like my bill murray's sunglasses eyes. uh but that's kind of neat yeah but i really like these i think it's cool obviously the 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 marketing we're less than a month away um we've been talking about this sh movie for a long time yeah on these shows and i look i, I i'm not gonna lie i have high expectations for this movie I'm really excited for it. I'm hoping that I get a lot of that Marvel goodness that I got from something like, I mean, they're comparing it. Payne Reed said he wanted to have an Avengers level movie. Maybe it's like a uh, civil war, if not an Avengers movie itself. Yeah. I'm expecting big things. And I think we're going to get like Ray would tell you big surprises. Big surprises. Uh, from, uh, <laughs> from quantum mania, but these posters are cool. So you dig them. I really like them. And I think while we do still have that kind of traditional, I'm the hero in the middle of a poster vibe that we aren't always in love with. I think the art on these is actually really, really cool and indicative of com comic covers. Like yes. that's why we really liked that last one with the helmets Yes, because it feels like what you would have on a really special issue comic book. Yeah. Well, I do not understand why. I mean, I get that they have the Marvel posters all kind of are, are of a certain design caliber, but sometimes they'll do something like the Thor Ragnarok release poster was very cool. The way they had the characters lined up, but I'm so surprised that they haven't leaned into the comic book art of it all. Like where's a Bill Sienkiewicz MCU poster, you know, where's an Alex Ross MCU poster. How come they don't go to comic artists or artists to paint these posters? It's all kind of like this strange design Photoshop, kind of yeah I, I would love to see i mean i'd love to see the marvel movies reimagined with famous comic artists doing their one sheets right but i don't know if i'm ever going to get that maybe mondo will that. do that right call, maybe call scott call j scott campbell have him do a poster uh, j scott campbell will you know now that we're buddies with him i mean i'm not like you guys are but <laughs> i mean i've talked Soon, to him via facetime Soon. we're all gonna kick it but we should all kick yeah. it you know i'll make him draw me gen 13 girls Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, because he can. I mean, he'll probably charge me a lot. For maybe sure. Maybe not what he and charges people show. at Comic-Con, but, yeah. you know, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to our comic issue. Yes. You know, we have issues, We Chris, do have issues. Between us, sometimes we have issues we can resolve. Other times we can't. But, you know, we were talking about this team earlier today, the Thunderbolts. Yeah. And surprisingly, I said, I just say, hey, let's talk about the Incredible Hulk. Um, What's their first appearance, right? Kurt Busick and Mark Badgley. Mm -hmm. uh, Bagley? Bagley. Uh, Bagley. Is it Bagley or Badgley? I don't know. Um, they hey, created, Bagley. they co-created the Thunderbolts in this issue. Was it uh, 448? 449. 449. 1997. 449 in 1997. This is the first appearance of the Thunderbolts. Um, and hey, there we go. I mean, here here is a lasting legacy. We'll probably get the Thunderbolts just in time for their 25th anniversary of being created on the movie theater screens. Mm -hmm. um, but pretty cool. Look at that. Look at that rendition of the Hulk. I love that. rendition. It's so intense and so much more monstrous than we sometimes see. I mean, that is where you go. Oh yeah, that is a beast. And you understand why a team like the Thunderbolts are being brought in. Right. And I really would like to see this version of the Hulk come back to the big screen, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, they're talking about whether Red Hulk or Thunderbolt Ross is going to be in the movie and if he's going to be the Red Hulk. Um, I don't think he is going to be the Red Hulk. See, I think we're going to get like a little inkling of him becoming Red Hulk. Maybe. Maybe I'm may jumping the shark. but I mean, that's what I said they need the abomination for if they are going to, mm. because they need somebody to take down. Because yeah. our Hulk, I, I don't, I love, 
Professor Hulk's fine, but yeah. I want that kind of berserker. I want threat level Delta or whatever. Threat highest. level Midnight Hulk. Yes, that's what I yeah. want. Yeah. Or World Breaker Hulk. Some I, really terrible, terrible Hulk action. For sure. Well, and there's such a lovely juxtaposition with how gentle Mark Ruffalo's Bruce Banner is. Yes. To that very intense, you know, World War Hulk that we kind of got a glimpse at in Thor Ragnarok. And I think that's a really fun dynamic. Whereas right now, I mean, you you did narratively have to do something to power down Hulk, right? There did need to be some sort of, for lack of a better term, neutering. Right. And now, though, it's, but I want the Hulk back. And mazel for having a kid. That's exciting. But I, I don't, I'm not particularly interested in, in Papa Hulk. I want, yeah, Berserker Hulk. Yeah, and I mean they're talking about Hulkling coming back. I mean, there's there's connections to Kang, there's connections to the Young Avengers. Mm -hmm. Like, what's gonna happen? I don't know. But th the Thunderbolts team being introduced, and obviously, you know, they were pretty. I want to say the Thunderbolt team was pretty embraced by comic fans. I yeah. mean, they have a really interesting sort of roundabout history throughout the the, Mar the Marvel comic universe. But I'm really I'm curious. As I was saying earlier, I I'm really excited for the Thunderbolts movie mm -hmm. because i do like those men or now men and women men and people aliens yeah. whoever characters i love uh people on mission movies there's one of my favorite genres because i love the building of the team it's even like like lord of the rings has that you know yeah. when the fellowship comes together and everyone comes to rivendell mm -hmm. you know and, and and my ox you know it's 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 great i mean and then you see there's always the iconic shot of the whole team mm -hmm. in Lord of the Rings. They're coming over the top of the mount mountain, you know, and and whether it's the Dirty Dozen, which I talked about. I mean, if you guys haven't seen the Dirty Dozen, there's a lot of great World War II men on mission movies. Mm -hmm. um, Seven Samurai, men on a mission, exactly. you know, and, and I love this kind of thing. And I, I love the Elena character. I, I mean, I, I think she's great. And I really love the portrayal of that character. Same. And I think all the actors that, play that all the actors that are playing i mean i don't know so much about well what they're going to do with uh taskmaster are they going to keep the taskmaster the same yeah is kurlienko i mean <laughs> after all she was a bond girl exactly i mean i i i i, I hope they give her more to do because mm -hmm. i think she's a really capable actress and she's done a lot of great action roles mm -hmm. so i really like the thunderbolts team yeah. i mean i'm very much looking forward to seeing this movie i think it's going to kick ass i do too i mean i don't think they're going to go after namor because as we were talking about what are they going to do to Namor? Yeah. I think I want it to be more along the lines of not Hydra, but some kind of governmental, they're going across, I don't know, international lines or some border to go Ooh. in. Maybe Latveria. See, that'd be fun. I mean, uh, attacking a doomed stronghold or something. I'd That's the that. kind of thing. Would you watch that? I would watch the heck out It'd of that. Dope, right? Yeah. You know what else is dope? Hot toys. Hot toys. Yeah. And I've got a dope ass hot toy. By the way, this is a hot toy. I bought you again, like so many of my hot toys I bought years ago. I didn't even open it until today. Mm. All right, everybody, fresh off of his 25 hour binge of Velma on HBO Max. Great after show, what can I say? We have Robert Meyer Renette. Rob, what do you have for us today? Today is one of my favorite hot toys figures. It's actually from their video game line. Uh, it is from Arkham Origins, Batman Arkham Origins. It is Slade Wilson, Deathstroke the Terminator. Uh, even though this isn't from a movie or anything, I love, first of all, I love Deathstroke. I love Deathstroke all the way back to the original New Teen Titans from the early 80s. I love Slade Wilson. I love this character. 
Um, and we've seen him portrayed now a couple of times on screen, but this is one hell of an action figure. Uh, the weapons, it comes with a lot more weapons than you even see here, a sheathed sword, all these grenades, and I mean, uh, uh, the, he is just armed to the teeth, ready to go, kicks a major bootay. Uh, the detail on this figure, the outfit is incredible. Hot Toys really outdid themselves. I, I love this. And you know, Taylor, this has been in a box since I have it. This is the first time since I've, I've never taken it out of the box until just now. And I've always wanted to put him uh, fighting Batman Beyond, another figure we've shown on this uh, show before that is on my desk. So now I can have Slade Wilson take on Batman Beyond on my desk. And I'm very excited for that because it is a great, great, great figure. Um, maybe one day we'll have a Joe Manganiello hot toy figure. Maybe. Um, but man, is that dope. Come on. His eyeball popping out of the mask is so cool. It also lights up. Oh, what? But I don't have it lit up. The scarring. It's great, right? Mm -hmm. God damn, it's so cool. I love this figure. Look at the detail. Mmm. Mm-mm-mm. This is one tasty figure and one of my favorite comic characters, one of my favorite DC antagonists, if you will, Slade Wilson. Well, Chris, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we missed out on something earlier, I think, because of our, we had a technical <laughs> snafu. I don't know if anyone oh missed out, God. but you actually found a really interesting panel from this Incredible Hulk issue 449. I did. And I think we should uh, revisit I that. I have questions. I have yeah, so we have many questions. questions. Why don't you, Taylor, can you bring up that, uh, this is, again, uh, an issue from the Incredible, uh, 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 art from the Incredible Hulk issue 449, the first introduction of the Thunderbolts. <laughs> now, here we see a, a dam is being plugged up by something that I've only ever seen on OnlyFans. And I'm like, why? I mean, this is an actual why? panel. This is something I looked at on my laptop and went, oh, this can't be real. And then I kept searching and was like, this is a panel? And I have so many questions about the, for why? Why is that yeah, there? We'll come up with something longer. Chris sent me this and we talked about it the entire time that the internet was down and you guys missed it. I'm just saying, saying. So I mean, this is theories. from the first appearance of the Thunderbolts. Look what he's saying there. Someone else will come up with something long in longer terms. <laughs> yeah. Well, Let's just leave this up now. You know, I can think of other uses than plugging up a dam, but hey, that's just me. It's, uh, I, you know, you look at that and you think to yourself, did the editorial team not catch that? There is an innocent time. Maybe. And, uh, 1997. Even the way it's <laughs> colored. I know it's supposed to be pulsating energy of some kind, but it's certainly... energy, yes. Like, <laughs> For did, sure, did, there's a big... <laughs> did I get got? Like, did somebody on the internet just go like, I'm going to put this multiple places and make young Christine believe that this is an actual comic panel? It, this is my concern. <laughs> uh, it is an actual comic panel. It's so horrifying. I don't want to kink shit anyone. Exciting. But it's a... It's a... <laughs> It works on so many different ways. I mean, if you're into baby play, you can use it as a pacifier. Oh, God. Please. Oh, oh God. God. The questionable hero. This is uh, the, uh, like you said, you don't kink shame. I'm not going to kink shame. If that's your jam, you guys, oh, that's your jam. That is your jam. I did jam. not bring my inhaler today. I can't you can do jam it. jam it somewhere, I'll it. tell you that. Mm -hmm. This is the episode <clears throat> where we get canceled. That means we're going to go back to our viewers. Yeah. We now want to hear from you. <laughs> do you believe that's a real comic panel? It is. <laughs> But we're back from a technical snafu. I want to thank Jonathan Boyko and the great Taylor Gonzalez. Yeah, thanks, And guys. John Campion for the assist for getting us back on the air like Bud Brigman in the abyss. Mm -hmm.
We are back on the air. Now we're going to hear from you, yeah. our loyal viewers that are still with us. Thanks, guys. From Casey Mack, I know this would never happen, but how would you feel of a newsroom type show featuring the Daily Bugle? I think with J.K. Simmons, it would be funny. <laughs> I, I actually kind of like that idea. I would love an Aaron Sorkin walk and talk with J.K. Simmons as J. Johanna Jameson. Well, you know, there's a spinoff of the Mary <laughs> Tyler Moore show in the 70s called Lou Grant. Yeah. I love that show. It's a great show. I mean, and if you use that as sort of a model... He brought the image back. I'm I know. sorry. <laughs> Here I am trying to answer questions in a the puerile, infantile nature of the I know of the, our own newsroom. If Aaron Sorkin wrote this show, who knows what is next? It wouldn't be walking and talking. It'd be running and fleeing. No, don't show it. What's next? From CJ Rebirth, grew up hearing Ashley Johnson as Tara, watched her in Blind Spot during my early 20s, and now I'm in awe of her as Ellie as I play The Last of Us game. Yeah, Ashley Johnson's had a tremendous career. Great career. Mm -hmm. And she's great in the game. She's so good in the game. I'm so excited to see her in the show. I think she's going to do a wonderful, wonderful job. Agreed. Ugh. Good great. stuff. She was Gretchen on recess. I love her. Wow. From Al Renshaw. What are your thoughts on the Power Rangers reunion special on Netflix? I have loved most of the series and even the recent movie. Okay, I didn't get to answer this question yeah. earlier today. So I was a little too old for Power Rangers when Never they first. Too old so, for no, Power but it, here's the thing I was a huge fan of Japanese science fiction growing up. And I really, and I have to say, maybe this makes me old, but even at the time, I really objected to the fact that they took Super Sentai shows and, and they kept the Japanese effects, but then cut out. The Japanese actors. I mean, I get what they were doing, and then they replaced it with live yeah. action of actors here in America. But something never sat well with me. That's fair. I, and I understand the figures. I like the design of them all. I mean, even when I was a kid, my parents would go to Hawaii and, and bring me back, like, a it was Poppy, now it's Bandai, but these die-cast toys from Japanese, mm -hmm. like, Super Sentai shows I'd never yeah. seen. Like Ultraman kind of stuff? Yeah, okay. and you'd open up the... The, it, they would always come with a catalog of all the other toys. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God. And they would have all the different colored characters. And these, this is back in the 70s, but they, they sort of brought that. They've, they've never let go of that. Yeah. So that's one of the things I did appreciate about Power Rangers. But I never got, like, it wouldn't, I don't know if I'm going to watch this reunion special. Maybe just to keep up on current events, I will. Yeah. But it's not something that I'm particularly attached to. I'll probably watch it and just be, like, texting my brother as we watch it long distance. Because we both loved this growing up. And then, like like I said on the main show, this is mostly, too, people in the chat were really sweet on the main show of, like, let's put that in the, the show notes and get Chris that dagger. Don't do that. We mostly, this is so ridiculous. My mother-in-law really, really likes to shop from Amazon and would get annoyed when Logan and I wouldn't have Amazon wish lists put up where we'd be like, we don't need stuff. And she'd be like, you have to put stuff in your list. And we started putting in, like, $500 <laughs> recreations of things from shows we liked as kids just to be little dicks. Um, I'm sorry, Mary. You're so nice. I love you so much. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe one day somebody will just send that dagger to you. Oh, man. I, give that money to charity. Don't maybe buy me a $500 do dagger. I'll buy it one day for me. <laughs> What's next? From Al Renshaw again. What do you think helped, or who do you think, excuse me, who do you think helped Cassie build quantum communicator thing? In trailer, she said, we built this when speaking to Scott and the team. Riri, Reed, etc. That is a really good question. That's a great question. <laughs> maybe it was think? her and Hope. Ooh, yeah, they could have had a little science project together. Yeah. I mean, literally, it could be anyone except Janet. Right. That's really it. Yeah, she wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Nor would she react that way if it was, I helped I you build this. Oh, God. 
Yeah. So, but it's, I don't know if somebody else outside of their little team did so. Yeah. Because then you'd have to tell somebody else about the quantum realm. Maybe Riri, and we just don't know it. But I don't think so. How yeah. would she know Cassie? Is Cassie in college now? Maybe. Well, and Riri is going to have to have a very big character arc to get from where she was at the end of Black Panther to this. Because, to San Francisco. Yeah. Well, and, and she didn't particularly like working with others. She had to have these other people like literally save her life in order to trust them. I don't think she's going to do a science project with this, this young Cassie. At yeah, I don't think time. so either. But it'll be, I don't know. Yeah, it'll, it's a great it, question, it, though. A great question, yeah. A really good question. From Raymond Verrata, R.I.P. Jason Pearson, artist on Legion of Superheroes, Savage Dragon, and his own body bags. Died at a young age in December, part of Adam Hughes' uh, Gaijin Studios. Gaijin? Gaijin. Gaijin, thank you. Because uh, I'm not particularly familiar with Jason's work, but I did hear about his passing. Yeah, I mean, I liked his Legion of Superheroes work mm -hmm. a lot. I, I uh, He was... That it was great, yeah. and I don't know how we talked about that today. That he passed away. I don't know how he passed away, but he was he was not an old person. No, at all. he was fairly young. So that's a real it's a real shame, and it's a shame we won't get more of his art. Mm -hmm. And a heart goes out to his family and friends. From Al Renshaw, what would you pay? Uh, would you pay extra if a theater offered the experience of watching Cocaine Bear with a very small dose of cocaine? <laughs> I'm so excited for that movie. Awesome. Listen, Al, I paid a lot of money for this nose. Ain't nothing going up here, okay? Well, uh, you know, if, as long as there was no fentanyl in it, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> I would love to get some pure, uncut Peruvian flake. Oh wait, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a joke. Two times today we get canceled. Two. <laughs> I'm getting canceled left and right. I don't know, man. Is Schumer dead? Uh, I just feel like we don't do drugs. Do I have to say that on the internet now? Don't don't do drugs. Question. <laughs> Become a rock star. They give, give them to you, you for, for free. free. <laughs> yeah. Listen to your uncle Bill. <laughs> What's next? From Uli to uh, second kid. Hey gang, isn't Julia's MCU character just Val Cooper from the X Men comics, not Fury's old Shield Hydra spy flame, or just a more public Amanda Walker? Waller, excuse me. No, she's Allegra, whatever. That's who she is. I mean, yeah. yes, she's similar to those characters. But I, I look, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, come on. Who doesn't want to have her doing what she does? Yeah. I think she's going to be great. But yes, there, there are, there is, it's almost a comic trope to have a badass woman heading up whatever organization or to be a liaison with one of our main characters. I think it's great. And I love the fact that she wants to fight. Yeah. I believe in the comics, she has the moniker of Madame Hydra at some point. Is that correct? I think she does. Okay. Yeah. So we'll find out. Yeah. And also, as, as John always says, too, the comics and the movies aren't the same thing. So this might not end the same way that we see her go in the comics. It's true. Yep. 100%. From Jeffrey Lindenblatt. Rob, I agree with your choice of V as the best 18-issue series. <laughs> Honorable mention, Mr. Miracle, canceled for the best Marvel Star Trek series. If not canceled, no great DC Star Trek Volume 1. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, I didn't realize that. D the DC Star Trek Volume 1, I still remember that cover with the Enterprise coming out and the bridge crew there. I, You know what's really interesting about that? First of all, little history. So the DC Volume 1 Star Trek comic that was uh, Tom Sutton and Ricardo Villagran, Villagran, Villagran? Mm -hmm. did the art, uh, and Mike Barr wrote the first bunch of issues. It was a great series, and they introduced... Conum, a Klingon on the bridge, a Klingon Starfleet officer, and they did a lot of things that actually came true in 87 when the next generation debuted. So it's a really it's a really interesting comic series 
to seek out, and I recommend everyone check it out, that first DC comic series. And they had to do crazy things, like, like they had to fill in time. They did adaptations of Star Trek Three and Star Trek Four, and they had to fill in time between the movies. Like, what is this crew going to do? You know, so the movie would take two years to come out, and they had to do all these stories until the next movie came out. Yeah. So search that for filler. Spock. Yeah, well, and it was good. So check that out. Thanks for bringing that up, by the way. I didn't have to bring up Star Trek today. It Look just at happened. that. The people love you. They do. Aww. For Rome Suthius, one thing I look forward to in the MCU are the new iterations of suits that the heroes don. We see that in Quantumania, and I hope we'll see Monica's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I can't wait. I love any new suit because you know what that means. New hot toy. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm looking for, but I'm, I'm officer thinking. I'm right there with you on that one. Mm-hmm. From AM, hey all, with the DC Slate announcement coming soon, what are a few not-so-mainstream projects that you'd like to see announced? Thanks. Um, I wouldn't mind. Look, I really want to see an Omega Men series. I love the Omega Men. They're offshoot of uh, New Teen Titans. I'd love to see the Omega Men. Um, I think that would be great. I don't know if anyone will do that, but I'd love to see yeah. it. And then some of the Vertigo books. Like, I'd love to see a Shade the Changing Man series <gasps> or a Kid Eternity oh, series. Shade. And of course, give me my Invisibles series. Mm-hmm. You know, where is that? Or Transmetropolitan. Yeah. I'd love to see some of those. That'd be fantastic. I mean, anything ultimately that gets me Justice League Dark, I really want a Jason Blood series. I love Etrigan so much. Yeah. I want that so, so much. Um, gosh, yeah, Zatanna. And, and as you guys know, I don't, this isn't going to be announced in this first phase or however they're going to label DC, but I really do want Plastic Man. I want it to be Ben Schwartz. And I want Gail <laughs> Simone to be involved. Well, that could happen. But, you know, I, I'm an elongated man guy because mm. he's more like I understand. Plastic Man was always goofy, even back when when uh, Super Friends was an Except hour Except for long. when he crawled out of that dude's mouth. Well, that's OK. That's true. But, but the rest of the time, yes, he's quite goofy. It's true. But I like the elongated man. That's fair. The the uh, Identity Crisis miniseries, though, that was messed up. Mm-hmm. Messed up. Yeah. What's next? From Victor Rodriguez. Did you guys see the new Guardians of the Galaxy 3 Funko Pops? <gasps> no. No. Do they, they spoil so anything? They are so cute. You guys want to see them? Yes, please. So cute. Here we go. Oh, wow. Oh, they're adorable. And they're little OG comic suits. Yeah. Look, look at, at that Rocket's girlfriend. Oh. Um, look at him. Wow, those are cool. Look at them. First time we've ever really seen Adam Warlock's outfit. It's weird to see Drax in so much clothing. Yeah. Oh, and Cosmo. <gasps> There's a, a flocked one and well, then a not, regular That's not Drax. One. That's uh, Sean Gunn, right? Because Drax. Oh, Drax. Oh, no, there is another. Sorry about Drax. Yeah. Not. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rocket. I think these are just two different versions of Rocket, right? Not Layla. I don't know. It's just I... him, him, in, oh, him in casual attire. Yeah, him wearing that's... some slacks and then him go. wearing a suit. Taylor. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, Victor, those are cool Funko Pops. Thank you for pointing those out to us. From TJ Slap Dragon Watson, up to 2,380 slabs. 2023 is going to be fire or lit. I'm not sure what your emoji lit. means there. That is it going to be lit? Yeah, fire or lit. Either yeah. way, that is, um, that is a lot of slabs. That's so many slabs. Because if you slabs. think about it, if you paid full price, that's like 25 or 30 bucks a slab. <laughs> or you're buying slabs. Either way, somebody had to pay for those books to be slabbed. That's yeah. a lot. Your collection's quite impressive, as Darth Vader would say. Yeah. Most impressive. (laughs) I wonder what your favorite slab book is. Oh, yeah. Let us know. 
From Luis Enrique de la Peña, rumor has it that Jason Momoa is in talks with Marvel to possibly play Ben Grimm. If true, I like this casting. What about you? I think he'd be a good Ben Grimm. You could just do makeup at this point then. He's got the build. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> do Although some prosthetics. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they're going to do Is Is Grimm going to... I would imagine the thing is going to be all CG like... like um, yeah. Whatchamacallit, like Hulk and like Thanos. Mm-hmm. Probably. But, the question for you, is having a Jewish actor play Ben Grimm important to you or not? So I always uh, thought that was an interesting facet of his character. Yeah, I, no, because then I, I, I don't care. Like, I'm not one of these people that's like, this person has to be yeah. that way. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, uh, he, a Gentile actor could play a Jew. You know, you because that's, it's getting, it's getting really strange that people are saying that actors have to be the thing that they're acting before they can, uh, it, it, it's weird to yeah. me. For me, I always think of like a reasonable 23andMe test. If like you could not test as like one of these things, if that didn't come back on your DNA test, probably don't play that part. Because that's right. then that's becoming, you know, a very performative character thing where you're yes. taking a role from someone who could much better play it. But I mean, like I love Neil Patrick Harris in Gone Girl. Yeah. And he's playing a guy who's obsessed with the amazing Amy. Yeah. And I never once think to myself, well, he's not straight in real life. No, you know, he he's, crushes that role. He's so he good. Cru- he's great. And, he's and, so good in that. And one of one of the most horrifying death scenes ever. Oh yeah. And 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 he's great in Starship Troopers, games and theory. I love I love Neil Patrick Harrison. Yeah. I think he should be able to play whatever role he wants. Mm-hmm. So Ben Grimm, no, it doesn't really. I mean, I would not want them to change the character of Ben Grimm. Mm-hmm. But any actor, I think, could play him. Get the cool. best actor for the role. Awesome. I was just curious. Yeah. From Dr. J, who sends in a $14 super chat almost. Thank you, Dr. J. Chris Carr, Bobster, if you had the opportunity to pitch for a special presentation for both Marvel and DC, what characters would you choose for your pitches, apart from Batman Beyond? Okay, well, yeah, because that would obviously be it. What would yours be? Atari Force for Ooh. DC. I love Atari Force. It's only, it only ran 20 issues. Now, not the Atari Force that comes in the the games mm-hmm. they did a, a it's 20 issues long with a special and uh jose luis garcia lopez uh uh drew it and jerry mm-hmm. conway wrote it and i love atari force and it'll never happen it's kind of like rom space night they don't have the rights so oh. but i would love to do one if i could that's dc yeah what'd your marvel one be my marvel a special presentation um god that's tough manhunter Mm, no, okay. the, no, 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 no. That's DC too. That's Martian thinking, Manhunter. Uh, no, no, no. I was thinking the, the 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 um the um Arch Al Williamson Archie Goodwin Manhunter. But oh, okay. That's DC. I'm, I'm thinking something else. Um, not Manhunter. That's a good question. I don't know what I do. See, Marvel. Marvel I would love to. Uh, Marvel. I have way more for of like Spider Man Noir. I would love an actual like kind of gem in the hologram style style Dazzler special. You know um, what? That, was like that would be Dazzler would be great. It'd be so fun. Yeah. Or like give me a really gritty X-Men story with Marrow of seeing the horrors of having a mutation or how you ha- could be ostracized from society. Um and then again, DC, give me Etrigan. It's what I want. Yeah, that would I and want that's Etrigan. Com- yeah. And also for Marvel, I'd love to see Longshot. Ooh. You know, with the whole spiral and the mojo verse mm-hmm. and all that, that could be, although that would be expensive. I don't know if they would do it, but I yeah, go that'd for be it. fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good question. From Lavart of uh, Chris and Rob, that's us. Have you ever seen the anime Violet Evergarden? Yes. I believe it's a property that everyone who loves the medium of storytelling should see. I've never seen I don't know it at all. You would love this. Oh my gosh. Um, the character is a um, 
auto memory doll, I believe what is what it's called. Um, and so Violet was a child soldier who um, loses her hands and becomes one of these dolls who helps retain memories and helps uh, type letters to other people. And throughout the series is her trying to understand life's purpose and become wow. more in tune with humanity. Oh, that's right and it is alley. a beautiful, romantic, heartbreaking look at at just being alive. Oh, I, um, I'm in. Can I buy it? Yeah. All right. Like, and look at how cool her design is. Look at these faces. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My brother Hayden got me into this, and I think it's just such a beautiful series. Um, a wow, manga. I as love well. the art. Is that yeah. what the show looks like? Yep. Pretty wow. much. Yeah. There's a manga of it too. It's it's stunning. I'm in. Highly me. recommend. All right. So those are the only ones that loaded into the feed, but I went through just because our internet went out and wanted to make sure we got them all. I found a few that I think were skipped. Okay. So I'll go and read those for you. Uh, let's see. The first one that I found was from Jonathan Schultz, who says, with all the theories out there, what is your personal guess as to how you think Marvel will explain where mutants have been in the MCU? I, I think they're just going to say mutants have been there the whole time. Yeah. I mean, because already you've got Miss Marvel identified as a mutant. Mm -hmm. You've got Namor identified as a mutant. So there's mutants that have been around. We just They just haven't made themselves known to the world. Yeah. I think there's the potential, too, for like, a, a large mass mutation being part of the snap of something yeah. with that triggering or hyper accelerating those genes. So we have more mutants, but I'm not sure because then you also have characters like apocalypse that if we want to touch on that, are we going to then have mutants have always been here, but this sped up this genetic process. How yeah. do homo superior come to, to play? I don't know. And Quicksilver and Wanda are mutants. They they're call mutants. them miracles, but they have it's to retcon They didn't have the that. licensing for the word mutant. Yes. No, they're mutants. <laughs> Yeah. So we've seen mutants. We just, I mean, and they're not on the world stage. And that, that I believe that, mm -hmm. you know, that they're not, and we're going to see their emergence. So you could keep, the only thing they have to change is the fact that mutants, mutants have always been here. They've just been kept a secret. Yeah. And one of the things that the MCU now is going to have to deal with, though, narratively, is we've had heroes lauded. There's a lunchbox, right? And a whole thrust of the X-Men is that these are people on the outskirts of society who are not viewed as upstanding citizens right. they're they're abominations they're atrocities so then how do you marry those two concepts of people having captain marvel posters on their wall but then finding you know gene gray to be an absolute horrifying threat right that's a good question we dealt with it a little bit with wanda so then is it are we just going to paint all of these in that same light interesting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right next up comes to us from Suthius. i think hulk has been domesticated so that if and when something tragic happens he'll go into rage mode and that stark difference will be compelling. Ooh, that could be it. That'd be a nice I little like jump start into him yeah. engaging in his rage again. Could cool. Be. All right. Kill his son. Next oh, up comes yeah. to us from Jonathan Schultz. Do you think there will be any sort of significant time jump in the Batman sequel? I'm um, not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, six months or something. I, I don't think it's going to go ahead like 10 years. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a time jump in a way that we have to really reckon with things that have happened in bruce's life right um i think it'll be enough time that you know alfred's on the mend and things like that i agree but i'm not i don't feel like we jump super super forward that's just me though i, I agree okay yep 100 percent. all right and then the last one is from jonathan schultz uh let's see where does marvel take the mcu after the mutants can you see them rebooting the mcu after what i anticipate to be the mutant saga after secret wars 
I mean, I honestly don't think that they're going to reboot the whole universe. I think they'll just continue on. I mean, and also, if after Secret Wars, that is a a normal place to go wherever they're going to go because Mm -hmm. you've got – and it depends. Are they going to play it off as the Secret Wars from the 80s or the Hickman Mm -hmm. Secret Wars from 2015? Yeah. And I really like the Hickman Secret Wars. It's a very different – idea but you still have really the well beyonders it was very cool it was yeah. so cool but my problem is they don't have the the heroes they don't have enough characters to pull off in my mind either kang dynasty or secret wars so it's got to be i i would imagine that has to be filled with multiversal characters because yeah. both of those stories have a sprawling cast of characters like the entire mcu is involved with both of those or the entire part of the marvel comics universe mm-hmm. um so I don't know. I mean, I think, too, we're going to be dealing with just a lot of, like you were saying, like variants and other versions. And I think some of those are going to just come stick around for a while if they test well right. is a thing, too. I think we're in a phase of, hey, let's see what works because under the guise of variants, different timelines, et cetera, et cetera, multiverses, we can go, hey, do we like this person as this character? Does this work for you? Dope, let's keep pursuing this story. Yeah. Or it could be a one and done thing. So I think right now we're kind of just putting out breadcrumbs and seeing what everyone's actually attracted to. Yep. Well, I guess that will do it for issue 18 of the Weekly Hero. Chris, if people want to find you online or take your voiceover class or any of those things, where can they find you? You can find me at Chris Carr, actor Chris Carr, excuse me, on Instagram or Twitter. Um, I have a intro to VO boot camp coming up February 18th. I'll always have information for that on my Instagram. Or if you want to go ahead and jump right into taking voiceover classes, head on over to speakfriendstudio.com. All of our pricing and scheduling is right over there and we can get you covered. Well, there you go. I think you should take her class. Thanks, man. One day I want to take her class. Oh my gosh, it'd be so fun. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I could stop laughing to yeah. do a voice. I think you could. Uh, I maybe. believe in you. Come and, on. Uh, those those NFL commercials, sir. Oh my God. That's <laughs> XFL. XFL. The XFL mm. cheerleader commercials. Yes. Yes. The, my one and only voiceover job <laughs> that I gave to myself, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but then Vince McMahon kept it for me so thanks Vince uh, and on that note you can find me on Instagram at RM Burnett find me on Twitter at Burnett RM or find me also on my YouTube channel The Burnett Work or just find me here every day and we're happy to have you here we want to thank Taylor Gonzalez for running the show today thank you and thank also you. Ray Ora for chiming in with an occasional beat of laughter yeah <laughs> no. and that will do it Thanks a lot for being here. Plug it in, plug it in. Oh, no.